Hey everybody, uh, episode 7, uh, on a road trip back from the uh, N4A conference, it's the National Association of Academic and Student Development Professionals uh, in Orlando. Fortunately, uh, my, flight, my flight was canceled back to Charlotte. I did not use the outbound flight from Charlotte uh, because I couldn't change the schedule to get there enough time to uh, you know, participate in a new orientation for uh, young professionals for the N4A conference and uh, learned a tough lesson uh, but you know it was kind of a Life's a roller coaster ride, I tell you. Uh, I had such a good time uh, meeting folks, talking to different universities and P officials uh, at the conference. I uh, saw my buddy Mike Penner uh, from Ohio State. He's one of the presidents of the association. Love seeing him, my old uh, high school teammate. Uh, and, that, and that was just special to, to, to get to just get a chance to talk to him and reminisce for a few minutes. He's the president, so he had a lot of people who were after him wanting to talk to him, so I had to kind of be real short, and, uh, you know, that was great to see him. Uh, so, you know, American Airlines decided to cancel my flight because I didn't use the outbound and, uh, you know, didn't really let me know. Uh, just said it was a part of the uh, policy and I was up all night, you know, on the phone trying to get in touch with customer service, which is uh, interesting to me that, you know, we all, our generation, we don't use uh, phones at all, you know, talking to people. But uh, I couldn't get anybody in customer service uh, for two hours. So I guess they have a, a lot of problems that they're dealing with, which is interesting. Just gave me an understanding, like, corporations uh, they prey on us you know they prey on the working class like we you know we can't afford a $600 you know, first class ticket or a coach ticket uh, but you know that's the that's the type of things that they do you know to make a profit and uh, and I know it's a capitalistic society I understand uh, it's a doggy doggy world but it's just interesting to me that you know, with all the people that have to travel and get the things that we can't make it affordable uh, for the working class. But, uh, you know, that's something that politicians and the government fighting with and they try to restrict capitalist corporations from taking advantage of Americans. Uh, and I saw, sometimes I wonder, you know, do we have too many policies? Do we have too many rules? But there's a reason. There's a reason why we do that. Uh, because, you know, human beings who are at the top take care of people at the bottom. I'm sorry, take advantage of people at the bottom and the middle because that's the majority. And that's how they continue their wealth. So I understand. It was just frustrating to, you know, go through that process. Now I'm back on the road. I got to, instead of trying to, I couldn't afford a flight. So I had to rent a car to drive all the way back to Charlotte. And, uh, but... I don't want to 
know, get negative or get down because the, you know, the last three days have just been the eye opener for me. Uh, you know, meeting different people in the, you know, academic and student athlete profession was just, I just wish I, it was something that I was able to do, you know, the past four or five years. But, you know, as I'm getting older, I'm starting to understand, like, associations, um, you know, getting involved, volunteering, meeting people, even though we're you know, still in this uh, technological age of emailing people and, and uh, you know, tweeting people and Facebooking and, and things like that, we still got to get out and talk to people face-to-face and, you know, get to know them. Um, and I had the opportunity to do that just uh, for people to see who, you know, that resume that's coming across their desk, they can see who that person is. They get a visual of their face, they know them, and uh, maybe they'll fight through all those applications, you know, to kind of pick that person out and have a conversation with them. Uh, I'm learning, uh, you know, getting into the student academic and uh, student athlete profession, and a tough time. It's very competitive. Uh, you know, applications you get for an entry-level position or grad assistantship or internship, you're getting 30 to 40 applicants that you have to sift through, see who's the right person. And, uh, you know, that's that's the business I'm in. And, you know, you got to continue to stay positive and hope that uh you know, among those 30 or 40 candidates or 100 or 120 applications, you know, uh, you're picked. And then you have to, you know, do the work to, to stay in the profession. Uh, so I'm working through that, uh, you know, and on top of that, trying to, you know, finish my master's degree. Uh, and this is really you know, this session is about me just venting and, and uh, you know, I'm just having random thoughts and trying to uh, you know, just tell people my story and what's going on with me. Uh, so hopefully, you know, folks are listening. But I wanted to get on and, and talk about, you know, to all my, all the folks that I talk to on a regular basis and a mentor, uh, especially my kids you know one of the biggest things that I learned from my experience this weekend is you know it, even though I've been in you know working for 20 years you know, I haven't been a part of a, 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 a association you know like an N4A uh, I've been obviously been a part of Phi Beta Sigma which is a little bit more you know the, on the social volunteer end but being around practitioners and people who are in the industry uh, it's something that I was missing and no fault of my own. I think, you know, I'm still trying to f- figure things out. And I think a lot of people, uh, are doing the same thing. You're trying to figure out where you fit in, where you are going to go from, from, uh, from year to year. And I mean, even with my situation now looking for a job, it's like within the, uh, in for a, there's so many different tracks. You know, you got uh, academic advising, you got learning specialists, 
and then you have student athlete development. Uh, so there's like three areas that you know you're trying to break into, and if you don't, you know, settle on where exactly you want to be, uh, people think you're kind of like flapping in the wind. You're not. You're not sure. Uh, so I'm kind of <laughs> going through that process now, and, and I can tell you it's tough. But I say this over and over again to myself to try to keep my sanity and keep moving forward. You know, it's it's literally in God's hands. Uh, I'm doing everything that people are telling me to do. Uh, from all the people I reach out to to try to get advice on how to break into the industry, they're telling me, you know, I'm doing all the right things. My resume looks good. Uh, it's just. got to wait for the right opportunity, the right fit, and somebody to take a chance on you. So I'm hoping in the next few months that opportunity comes you know, along and I can uh, get with a team, get with a family, and then I think from there it can develop and get better uh, because the exciting thing about this profession is, you know, all the new things you're gonna learn. And uh, the, and I feel, and I'm passionate, <coughs> excuse me, I'm super passionate about you know, working with student athletes. I just feel like uh, that's an area where I can help, um, not knowing everything about it and what it entails, just being in front of student athletes at this point in my life uh, I've been a student athlete I've been you know working for 20 years and just trying to give them that knowledge on you know how they can take advantage of the four years that they're on a campus because those four years and I know I was told this a lot by my professors and advisors uh, Dr. Sunoka Robert Morris University kind of told me what I was going to encounter uh, and it probably was a little bit too much of reality so I didn't really uh, pick up the concepts quickly uh, so I thank him you know, for telling me the truth being honest with me so I think I will you know, follow in his footsteps and try to help student athletes kind of understand what their four years is going to look like and then their next 15 to 20, which they will never think that far ahead. But I think it's so important for them to get the right tools. Those four years that they're on a college campus as an adult to kind of help them move forward. And, you know, one of the things I started to kind of think about is the, you know, the presence of the basketball or football or baseball like the dreams of playing at the next level uh, I think every athlete that ever picks up a ball or starts to play they have that dream you know uh, and then you know as you get into college like you know the time is like now you know, it's like that four years it's like it's is either do or die, you know, 
Uh, but I think we have to do a better job as coaches, as educators uh, at the youth level and also at the high school level to prepare them mentally, physically, socially for that four years where it's either going to end up where you're not playing or not reaching your dream and now you have to start to kind of focus on plan B which will never happen while you're playing but I think if if it's instilled in our youth early on that they are exposed to different things outside of the sport I think that can be very helpful for their college experience because it will be ingrained in them and train trains them that there are other things outside of sports to kind of identify yourself with so when that the athlete piece is gone the other things that you're into kind of fills the void uh, and nothing really can fill the void of uh, being a being an athlete sorry it's just no there's nothing out there that's uh, better than that. Other than probably coaching will probably be uh, uh, you know, close to kind of feeling that void of that excitement and that prep. But coaching is just a whole different uh, experience. And I think all former players know that. Like not having the opportunity to affect the game by your play uh, is just frustrating. And as a coach, you just... You have really, you have really no say in, in uh, you know, what between winning and losing. You can make a couple adjustments and, and uh, make a couple suggestions, but players have to go out and execute. So, but I, you do need coaching. Uh, they make a lot of money, so they, I know there's a place for them uh, to, to, you know, to guide players and stuff like that. Uh, so I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying it's not something that's going to fill that bucket of being, you know, being a uh, an athlete. So I would just, uh, yeah, I think colleges are doing an unbelievable job with putting, I, I know Power 5 is investing a ton of money into those areas, you know, student, student uh, development outside of, uh, you know, the sport, helping them career planning and, and uh, you know, workshops and life skills I tell you colleges have the right plan uh, and I'm just hoping that the government which is a long shot uh, can get out of the political debates and reinvest into uh, our educational system I'm talking about high school Especially high school cops. I think those are pivotal points of uh, of a citizen's kind of what what product what productivity they will have moving forward. So I'm not a politician. Uh, I don't think I ever will be. Uh, I'm a I'm a frontline guy. I know I am. I like to be on the 
Brown or soldier uh, trying to change things. I think the high level things are kind of, honestly, for me, it's just not it's for show uh, and it's for titles. And I'm just not that guy. So I'm hoping, you know, in the future that I get an opportunity to, to be on the ground uh, with student athletes and kind of helping them through the process uh, and giving back, you know, like all the folks that at Robert Morris University, you know, all the things that they did for me and, and try to uh, prepare me for you know, life after basketball. I just want to, you know, be a part of that. Add to that program. Let this thing think is so important. And we talk about, you know, in society, a lot of talk is about making education more practical, you know, them learning real skills. And uh, I think that's important. Uh, I think it's important to understand that we're all not students. We all have our unique abilities. You know, there's some things we're strong at, some things we're weak at, you know. Uh, and I think we, as a society, need to do a better job of trying to find individuals' strengths and putting them in the right situation for them to move forward and be successful. Uh, I think that's what we're missing. All, from all levels, you know, uh, we're missing that piece. We're missing the, we have to return back to reinvesting in human capital. Uh, there are some great people uh, in this world that can do great things. And I think that's where the mental health piece comes. Uh, if we spend the time investing and caring about people and seeing how they all the struggles that they go through and listen to them and understand them and then try to help them I think this world would be a better place but we just we see a group of people a class of people and we just throw them to the side because they don't bring you know they don't bring any capital they don't bring any revenue it's all about you know what 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 benefit do they have and uh, it's really about them being human beings I think we got to care more about human beings no matter if they gonna uh, help your bottom line what about if they're good people we need good people around people who need help Good people have a caring heart. They'll be empathetic. They'll do the work to try to help that person. Instead of hiring the person that you feel is going to make your company more profitable. But in the end, you know, companies are built on human capital. More good people you have, the smarter people you, the, the people you have who are bright, and creative, that pushes your program forward. That makes you 
your success and the fact that you found this person and you nurture them and you build them up I think that needs to be measured and calculated how many people have you helped how many people have you helped grow Uh, and I think that piece is missing all together So I've been talking for 20 minutes. Uh, I know I've been trying to you know, get people on, you know, get people interested in you know, just getting their thoughts out. And, uh, a lot of people are hesitant. You know, don't want to say certain things. and Don't want to jeopardize their uh, job on social media. And I get it. I understand. But this is therapy for me. I don't think I ever say anything that's negative or, or try to uh, put people down. I'm a positive person, so uh, you know, my wife was like, "Yo, why are you telling people about your social media?" Like, look, my social media is uh, it's never controversial. I'm always trying to be positive. I always try to, uh, you know tweet out a, a nice quote that makes me think about things or you know a prayer that uh, one of my friends sends to me trying to uplift people that's what I'm all about I I don't understand people who uh, find any joy in making other people feel a certain way um, now you know, somebody wronged me like American Airlines and they know that's wrong uh, I'll blast that out or say something about that because it's just common courtesy I mean that's Martin Luther King said it's, you know, it's always a good time to do the right thing it's never a good time not to do the right thing that should be your moral, moral compass And, you know, the golden rule is my moral compass. I treat people how they want to, how I want to be treated. I mean, that's the simplest (laughs) character statement and the greatest statement to live by. Treat people the way you want to be treated. What's simpler than that? You know, so I'm going to keep that theme going in my life. Uh, stay tuned. Hopefully, uh, I can come on here and, and uh, say that I'm going to be working for one of the great uh, universities in the United States or, you know, internationally, if any of you. Anybody scouting for schools internationally want to send my information to uh, them? I'd be great. I'm very grateful for that. Um, so don't forget if you have any like concepts, not concepts, but questions, or you have topics that you, you might want to uh, come on and talk about, 
I'll be more happy to share this podcast with you. Uh, I'm still working on my frat brother. <coughs> five minutes attorney incorporated blue five uh chris washington to come on and talk about his uh music and talk about his uh ministry because uh, that's one of the people that uh talk i talk to on a regular basis who always giving me always uplift me always enlighten me on different things and and uh showing me how God's grace is, is going to bless me as long as I keep the faith and I continue to pray. So he's been a blessing. And, uh, shout out to Bakari Alexander who uh, just took the assistant coaching job at the university. I'm sorry, Denver University. And uh, he's been great sending me different scriptures and prayer every week know exactly what I need so I appreciate him but uh, if you have if you like the podcast and you think y'all should continue let me know email Javier M as a man Smith 76 the year I was born at gmail.com Twitter is Javier M Smith uh, I'm just using Twitter right now. I'm uh, back in school, so trying to cut my social media time down so I can focus on, you know, uh, getting assignments in and, and blocking out, you know, all the negativity and focusing in and trying to finish. About the 10 yard line, I'm in the red zone, you know, getting my master's degree, so I'm trying to stay focused so I can uh, execute and, and accomplish this goal. Uh, so, Thank you, everyone, for, you know, 30 minutes is all. That's all it is. It's quick. Uh, you know, just a quick little uh, random thoughts that I uh, had this long drive I have from Orlando to Charlotte. Uh, so wanted to kind of get, get in and talk a little bit about that. But my last note is for all the young professionals out there. Uh, please do not follow in my footsteps and not uh, no sign up for an association, a professional association, and attend conferences, go to sessions, talk to people, pass out your resume, pass out your business cards. Uh, it took me 20 years to do something like that. So, uh, you know, it's true that an old dog can learn new tricks. So I'll be very, very uh, involved in, and definitely in 4A uh, moving forward. It's just a great opportunity to meet different people that are you know, in your profession and doing what you do. And anytime you have an issue or problem, guess what you can do? There's a library of people in the industry that are experts because they're, they're on the front lines doing the work and, and uh, putting together pro, uh, programs. And that's the one great thing about this profession. It's like, it's brand new. So it's like you're developing things that others that come behind you can follow and, and uh, just take to that next level. So it's kind of it's a challenge. 
and also it's kind of uh, uh, you know great that you're in, involved in the, in the uh, on the ground floor. It just makes it a little bit more you know make you a little bit more focused uh, and you feel like you're you're you know it's like your baby. You know you care about it because you created it. You're gonna see it through and make sure it works. You know. Uh, so you need some of those intrinsic kind of uh, motivation, intrinsic motivation to kind of push you through when those times are kind of getting tough. So to everybody out there, uh, <clears throat> make sure you guys continue to pray, uh, continue to tell your loved ones love them and continue to treat people the way you want to be treated golden rule and shout out to everybody out there enjoy the rest of your week peace